Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Paging Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, getting crashed positions, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You follow us on Twitter, right? Speed Freaks are there for you on Facebook. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Big show for you tonight. Corey Heim, ARCA series pilot. He won a Daytona. And then, of course, on uh, Saturday. No, fr- Friday? Saturday. Huh? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Corey Heim won the ARCA series race. He's going to be here in the Freak Nation. Bob Tasca, NHRA Funny Car winner. From Las Vegas last weekend, he's going to be here. And big-time Supercross pilot Dean Wilson will be here in the Freak Nation crash. You go through what what you were doing at that time that you realized that a certain race was on or you needed to catch up with some stuff. So I'm like, okay, when was it? Was it Friday night or Saturday? We were in the car. We were listening to Jamie Little do her reap. Oh, right. That was Saturday. That was after soccer. (laughs) <laughs> so we roll, man. Our, our clock is set around our daughter. Statman, oh, when did yes. you start? When did your clock and your time stop being set around your children? Uh, maybe last week. Basically, oh. it's still <laughs> it's still settled. In fact, my daughter called last week and uh, canceled our book club uh, meeting. At supposed to be the last Saturday of the month forced me to have to go out and buy something for breakfast how dare she how dare she you know i'm gonna send her a bill for it also holy smokes indycar they're exploring more ovals for 2022 uh just a strange finish with formula e we'll get to that nascar president defends not approving jennifer joe cobb for the talladega race today he talked about that this morning in a press conference we'll get to that and according to Robin Miller, Jimmy Johnson's not the one in need of a reality check. Also, Dale Earnhardt Jr. reacts to a suggestion by Bubba Wallace in regards to a new race idea. So we'll get to that story. This might be a part of this big old thing, 602-260-9191, 602-260-9191. One more time for you, Freak Nation, 602-260-9191. You want to chime in on Talladega this afternoon? Dale, do you think? I was out and about doing some honeydew things. Wait, wait, no, I did not tell you to do anything. You did them on your own. I did them on Well, I just said, honey. Look myself in the mirror. I said, honey. Nobody calls me honey anymore. So I said, honey, you got to go out and get some things done today. I didn't see the entire race. Let's do it quite a bit in the car. But I still I went back and looked at some of the highlights. There really wasn't an absolute big one in this race, was there? Well, the that one Joey Logano flipping isn't big enough for you. Well, big one where 14 cars go out and they're out of the race. Okay. Maybe the there wasn't one. that, but there was a big crash in the first stage, right at the end of stage right. one. And Statman, you saw Joy Logano's quote in regards to the roll bar basically being <laughs> in, his, in, his eye, in his eye socket. You think things will change if enough drivers continue to bitch and moan about these super speedways? No, I think the biggest issue, and it's not just on the super speedways, I think somebody needs to do something about the blocking on the track. That's that's going to cause more accidents, and it's going to at some point the leader is going to 
switch lanes and wipe out the entire field, and then they'll do something about it. Is it definitive now to you? It's not to me, but blocking to me is so subjective at this point. How do you, how do you police that? Just by telling them not to do it more than twice at, uh, in one in one move, you can, like they do in IndyCar. What's the rule in IndyCar crash? Yeah, that's yeah. You can't you're, you're move twice. Once. You can't right. move twice to block somebody's path. I mean, obviously you can move. You're allowed to defend your position, but just to go back and forth from in NASCAR from one row to the other row, uh, that's going to cause a serious accident one day. And I think that's kind of what uh, uh, Logano was talking about. They got to do, they got to police that better. 602-260-9191. We're talking about Joy Logano. He went head over heels, bumper over bumper, and really wasn't happy with what uh, happened with his car. But at the same time, it's he's part of the problem. We, we've seen Joey Logano out on the track do those things, again, whether it's at freaking Bristol or a super speedway where <laughs> you'll take a little right turn to, from that bottom row to move up into the third. It, I just don't know how you – if it's – do you put a freaking – What's the old thing we used in high school? In, in uh, pro, pro protractor, <laughs> you know, on the screen, and you moved sixty-seven degrees, and I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna go back to a Robin Miller conversation from a couple of weeks ago. No more gimmicks, and arguably, restrictor plates are gimmicks. Pit news and notes coming up next, Freak Nation, and some new affiliates. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Freak Nation, you got about another week or so up until April 30th to purchase four qualifying general tires to get up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. How you doing? New affiliates here. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, and I'm sharing with you how you can get some new tires from General Tire. Get up to 70 bucks back. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com, where you could find out the qualifying tires that you can buy to get up to $70 back with a piece of prepaid card. Coming up this hour, Corey Heim, ARCA Series pilot, winning at Talladega yesterday. But first, crash that is pit news and notes. Well, Supercross kicked off the racing weekend in Salt Lake City. Marvin Muskin finally got the winless monkey off his back when he was able to pass Roxon after Roxon went down in the whoops. And then Muskin went on to ride to the checkers. The Eastern riders were back in the two fifties. Yeah. In Salt Lake. Thank you. COVID. And Joe Shimoda took home his first ever win in big boy supercross. Joe Shimoda. Shimoda. Uh, Shimoda. <laughs> Love his name. In open wheels. It was a weekend of Andretti domination. First, in Formula E, where Andretti's Jake Dennis led lights to flag in the second round of the weekend's doubleheader in Valencia, Nick DeVries winning for Mercedes in the first round. Then the Andretti Autosport IndyCar team fared well all weekend in St. Petersburg, Florida, with domination coming at the hands of 21-year-old Colton Herta. Talladega played host to the ARCA Xfinity and Cup Series with NASCAR this weekend. First up was ARCA, where the name of the game was Teamwork. Corey Heim restarted third with just two laps to go, thanks to a nudge from teammate Drew Dollar, who pulled down, not one of Statman's favorite moves, pulled down from the high lane to assist. Corey Heim went on 
to the super speedway win. And he became only the second driver to sweep Talladega and Daytona in the same ARCA season since 1992. Wow. Up next was Jeb Burton and mother nature stealing the show in the Xfinity series the afternoon. Jeb ran up front all day with a solid car. So when the rain intensified after a seven car pileup in the super stretch, it was good to call the race and declare Dega as Burton's first win in Xfinity. On the cup side of things, Brad Keselowski had to continue to remind himself not to take advantage of gaps in the lineups too early and to just wait for the right moment. Well, that he did. Taking the lead when Matt Benedetto gave up the inside line on the final lap, BK took advantage and went on to the win. Hey, remember that dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway? It's still there, and it served fans up with a damn good World of Outlaws weekend. And it was David Gravel taking both wins. Freak Nation, Corey Heim, your ARCA Series winner, coming up in about 20 minutes. Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist interior or Slick Mist tire and trim shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. and your body wash is a synthetic detergent, but you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch natural soap for men, for men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. What's my purpose? What's my future? I don't know. These are the questions I address before I go to sleep. I wish my mind would turn off with the lights when TV screen, but here in the dark, everything off. Freak Nation, do you know the difference between dot three, dot four, brake fluid? Make a suggestion for you. Go to lucasoil.com. You check out their line of synthetic brake fluid, dot three and dot four, what you need for your brake rotors. Prevents seal hardening or softening, protects against rust and corrosion, provides excellent lubricity, as they call it here in the Freak Nation. Compatible with brake systems, rubber components, and other fluids. Get rid of that squeal. Go with LucasOil.3 or dot four. Make sure you check out what's what's the right dot for your ride. Go to LucasOil.com. That's LucasOil.com. Or check out your favorite auto parts dealer today. Speaking of today, Jennifer Jo Cobb did not race in the Talladega race. She was slated to run it. Well, she slated it herself, but come to find out there's a new rule in NASCAR where you need to apply to run on, I don't know if it's all tracks or just super speedways, but Jennifer Jo Cobb, who has over 200 starts in the, one of the NASCAR th- one of the top three series. Top three series. Like especially the truck series. She has a ton of stars. And we found out earlier this week that she was denied running in Talladega. And it's tough for me to, to really get a finite opinion on this because I don't know specifically where this rule started. Where is this rule? Does it apply to the ARCA series? Because Gracie Trotter was in here, what, last week? This was her first time to run on Talladega. In the ARCA series, right. how did she get a pass? And Jennifer Jo Cobb, who's run over 200 races in the top three series. Stat man, Crasher, can you help me out here? Steve Phelps was talking about it this morning in one of his press conferences. And by the way, one of his press conferences about the Boys and Cl- Girls Club joining with NASCAR. And NASCAR wanted to be more inclusive with uh, young people, people of color, women, than all of a sudden <laughs> Jennifer Jo Cobb uh, couldn't get the ride in Talladega. Can you guys help me? Figure out where this issue is. To be honest, I can't because I'm trying to figure it out as well. She's got just around 10 starts at Talladega itself Mm -hmm. in the truck series. So she's familiar with the track. I'm maybe she's not the greatest driver out there, but for the excuse from NASCAR to say that she did not have the experience necessary in order to run in the cup race, that just seems to that just seems to be an excuse. Does she have experience in a stock car or truck? Absolutely. Is it the greatest in the world? Maybe not, but you could argue that about some of the guys that used to be starting Parkers in in NASCAR Mm -hmm. or some of the guys right now that are even a rookie for crying out loud. So I don't know if you can use that experience excuse as an excuse that's legit. Statman, can you put your finger on it to, to figure out where this is coming from or where it came from? No, but I would have to assume that they have to have some standard and uh, d- running in the trucks. The cup cars are much faster than the trucks. They run closer together. And just like we were talking about in the first segment, you can't have, <clears throat> you need a lot of experience or talent 
to be able to navigate in the close pack racing and the bump drafting that they do and the the blocking and line shifting that they do. Uh, And I don't know that she has that. Um, Maybe experience was the poor choice of words. Uh, It would be better to say she doesn't have the experience than to say she's not good enough because they can't. that's probably a standard that they couldn't justify, but they chose experience. And that maybe is something that they could build on from that. The exact quote was, and this is from Steve Phelps with NASCAR. And he was referring to the committee that made this decision of Steve O'Donnell, Elton Sawyer. I'm missing one. Oh, and Scott Miller, basically a bunch of three big NASCAR executives. He said in their opinion, Jennifer did not have the experience necessary in order to run in the cup race. I understand it may seem ambiguous to those outside, but I think they have their finger on the pulse. And in their opinion, Jennifer wasn't ready to race in this race. Coming up, your Statman scat when it comes to rally. We're going to rally around Statman. We'll get to that coming up. But continuing our conversation, Jennifer Jokob not getting a ride at Talladega. She had the ride, excuse me. Not getting approval from yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, we got the press release. Was it two weeks ago, a mm-hmm. week and a half ago? And then all of a sudden this week. Oh, just kidding. And I, I wonder how much the gear stat crashed, the gear that she was going to run. I don't know whose gear, she, what team she was running for. Oh, Rick, was it Rick Ware? That rings a bell. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's the equipment. Uh, I think it's just that they were concerned if they put her out there and she causes the big one and takes out a million dollars worth of cars, then somebody, especially the drivers, will come back and say, "What did you do with her out there?" I would I would bet that a number of drivers said, "Hey, hey, hey," uh, exactly. You know, and do we really need to have this uh, out there? We've already got driver X, Y, and Z. These guys are bad enough. Do we have to add somebody else out there making it worse? Now, it's, 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 it's worse for – if NASCAR cannot be so stupid as to start a campaign for inclusion and then step up and exclude somebody that they want to include – there's got to be a reason that maybe her skills are not up to speed, for, uh, pun included, yet. And, and I Which will we've seen with some of her results, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. At Texas in the truck race. We saw it numerous times. And, and I'll give Steve Phelps some credit. It, it wasn't as if he was talking above that. He brought that up in his right. conversation going, here we are talking about inclusion. Right. And we're not including a female driver in Talladega. But if there was a rule change and she missed it and you do have to reapply when you're switching series, switching among the top three of NASCAR series, then yeah, if that's the rule, she needed to follow the rule. And if she didn't do it, then that makes sense too. Sorry, follow the rules. Yeah, I don't think it was a rule change. They've always had the standard that uh, you either have to go out and uh, drive in front of a a team of observers uh, in order to be approved, especially at the super speedways where, you know, they they were going during the race at over 200 miles an hour. The trucks right. don't go that fast. So if they found maybe that she wasn't up to standard for it you know, to race 
in that cup field, then yeah, I think that's a, a it's a difficult thing to do. But I just can't imagine that NASCAR is so dumb that they're they're going to hold a news conference about inclusion and exclude somebody in the middle of that news conference. Coming up, your Statman scat. There's some rally news out there, and of course, Statman's going to touch on it. Corey Heim, your Talladega ARCA Series race winner, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Bob Tasca the third, Las Vegas NHRA Funny Car winner, four wide nationals, he'll be here. And Dean Wilson, Supercross star, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. A strange ending to the Formula E series. We'll get to that. Also, Jimmy Johnson, according to Robin Miller, he's not the problem. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., eh, he's kind of iffy on what Bubba Wallace suggested as far as what to do about a race that could possibly happen. That's kind of, uh, speaking of ambiguous, that's <laughs> exactly what the hell that was. Yeah, wait, what? Let's get to somebody that couldn't even spell ambiguous. He is ambiguous. Statman is Statman's cat. Statman. Oh, no. Rallying's dramatic craziness was on full display Sunday in the Croatia rally. The cars were on their way to start the final day, but while on the untimed transit road section, seven-time champion Sebastian Ogier was involved in an accident while changing lanes on a normal boulevard with civilian traffic. Law enforcement responded. Everyone was okay. In the confusion, a local police officer tried to stop him as OJ was leaving the scene. He drove off anyway, his car needing a good take job later, an FIA official allowed the car to continue in the event. Even more drama in the final 14-kilometer power stage, where OGA made up nearly four seconds over Toyota teammate Elfin Evans to win the stage and the entire event by six-tenths of a second over Evans. The win elevated OJ to the points lead in the WRC, but normally a violation in a road section brings a time penalty. Stay tuned. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You know my ex, so that makes the dog feel complicated, yeah. It all seems complicated. I read those texts that you sent to yours, but I'll never say it, yeah. I'll never say you walked in my life at 2 a.m. Cause my boy's new girl is your best friend. Act like you don't see me, we'll play pretend. Coming up, your eyes already told me. Corey Heim. May not be a household name for you. What's the dude done? Well, he goes out and wins the two super speedways in the ARCA series this year, Daytona and Talladega Saturday afternoon. He'll be joining us this hour. That man, I didn't know the OJs were in rally. <laughs> yeah, stairway to heaven. <laughs> Money, 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 money. <laughs> right? Hey, uh, Richie, you got any, some game show music? All right. Uh, Stat uh, and Crasher, I really w- want you to put your thinking caps on and dig down deep into your banks of knowledge. Yeah, that I'm won't be a long, that won't be a deep trench. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys some names, and you're going to say Alabama quarterback or NASCAR cup pilot. 
Okay. I was going to question, why do we have to go with Alabama? Blech. But now I get it. Yeah. So Talladega okay. this okay. afternoon, Jennifer Jo Cobb was not allowed to race Talladega, although she has in the past in the truck series. And it came to mind, well, there are a number of other drivers in there that we couldn't name, and I have no idea what their history is on Talladega. So I figured, what the hell, man? Alabama QB or NASCAR Cup pilot? So you're talking about a current Cup driver? Uh, a, a Cup driver that ran in oh, Talladega today. Great. Oh, wait, ran in Talladega today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. today. You guys got this, right? Yeah, we totally got it. I mean, we're a freaking motorsports show. We know all this stuff, right? Just go. Yep, we got this. Uh, Statman, Crasher, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Alabama quarterback or... NASCAR Cup pilot today at Talladega. Spencer Pennington, Statman. That's a NASCAR driver. That is an Alabama quarterback. Spencer Pennington? (laughs) Okay. That's got NASCAR name all over it, too, doesn't it? Yeah. That's as much of an Alabama quarterback as Kaz Grawler. Yeah. yeah. Right? I was waiting for Kenny to pick that one out. I I was waiting for that one. Love that. Uh, let me see. Crash, are you ready? Yep. Oh, let me see if I can find one here for you. Doobadabadoobadoo. Alabama quarterback. No. <laughs> Josh Balicki. Oh, that name sounds familiar. Now I don't know if I know him from football or racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crud. Alabama quarterback. Quarterback. NASCAR Cup driver. Dang it. He finished 36 today. Okay. Of course he did. Oh, Statman, you got this one, Broham. Joey Gase. Yeah, we got that one. You got that one, Statman. Joey Gase? Mm hmm. That's an Alabama quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) You did that on purpose. Joey Gase finished 34th today. (laughs) Oh, Crasher. What about this one? Justin Haley. Okay, he's. That's a member of the Senate. That's neither one of them. <laughs> Justin Hawley. Oh, okay. Crasher. Come on, he's a driver. Good job. All right, Statman, one more. Oh, yeah, Statman, you've got this one, babe. That's a that's a sheer curse right there. Brody Brody Croyle. Brody Croyle. Oh, crap. I'm like Crash now. I've heard that name before, but I don't know if he's a... I'm going to say quarterback. uh, Croyle graduated as the all-time leader in several categories that have since been eclipsed. He was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2006 NFL draft. I got one right? Yeah. Yeah, Brody just screams quarterback. Right. Any mom or dad out there that's naming their boy Brody, he's, he will automatically be quarterback material. That's just what Brody does. Well, what about Kaz Grawler? I mean, what is he? <laughs> that automatically puts a steering wheel in your hands, not necessarily saying that it will take you to the front of the line, but. That's a you. That's an Uber driver. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. So okay. when you when you uh, when you look at your app on the phone, look for Cass. It's gonna arrive in an old broke down Chevy. <laughs> oh, down here at New Deal used used cars, Cass Grola here. 
Oh, now, wait a minute. We're talking about a guy who finished in the top 10 today. That's, yeah, that's I was unfair. Say, after all of that conversation, yeah. he actually was interviewed after the race and did pretty well. Excuse me, baby. I need to go drop a crass Grola. <laughs> Is that your new Marcus Gronel? Yes. Yeah, so. that's in the uh, in the Fontana <laughs> in the Fontana Grala Grala in the Growlers. Drop a growl in the Yeah, growlers. which one? Which one sounds more like a bowel movement? <laughs> a gronom or a oh. last name? I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna buy into that one. What? <laughs> no, I will. I still think Gronom is the best bowel last name. Mm. Yeah. Stat man, we 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 have spent endless hours talking about the best growlers in stadiums and tracks. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular subjects we've ever had. Six zero two two six zero ninety one ninety one. Yes, boys. Do you like exterminating in troughs or in your own individual potty? Did you just call it? I called it exterminating because I couldn't think of anything else. Exterminating, what, ex- ex- extricating. <laughs> if that's not endibonics, I don't know what right? is. That's the that's the definition of endibonic. <laughs> I just had to get a word out. I knew it was X something. Speaking of, has Penske taken care of those troughs at in Nevis yeah, Speedway? Nobody yet? got to see them at the Indy 500 last year because there were no fans <laughs> due to COVID. So this year, finally, with 40% fans, right? Somebody, some boys will be able to take advantage of the new restrooms at IMS. Bam! Oh, what a thing to look forward to! No more troughs. Statman, uh, thank you, Richard, for that music. Statman, what do you think is the last thing you want to happen at a Formula E, a Formula Electric race? To reach the end of the extension cord. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't ask me that. Come on. (laughs) Or to not pay the electric bill at the track. Well, go. it kind of what happened mm-hmm. in the first round at Valencia this weekend. It's that's might not have been an extension cord, but power ran out. Lots of power, lots of energy gone. It, in how many cars? Many. I don't know how many. All I know is Nick DeVries won because the leader lost power. Oh no! What's <laughs> worse, losing power in an e race or gas in a? <gasps> Ooh, that is a Twitter question. Yeah. Well, you you it's got to be worse to run out of power because you could always do a pit stop and in 20 seconds or less dump a can of gas in there and be back on the track. But it takes more than 20 seconds to recharge batteries. So it's much worse to run out of electric power. <laughs> I just, that made sense, didn't it? I mean, come on. But I'm thinking if you run out of gas on Talladega's back super stretch, you don't have enough gas to get around to the pits. In most, in most racetracks, if you run out of gas at the exit to the pits, you're in trouble. And no matter where you are. So, uh, but wherever you are, it's easier to run out of gas and keep, you could get back to the pits, you could get some more, but even if you could get back to the pits in an electric race, you've got it takes more you gotta take time to recharge the batteries. Very, very good point. Yeah. That's why you must conserve the drivers in Formula E have to conserve throughout the race. And to me, that's just a whole nother level of 
technical mindfulness that is just not necessary. It just messes with you during the race, I would think. That's your calling card, driving a car with electricity and you run out of electricity. (laughs) It's... I mean, you have to be an engineer just to be the driver, an electrical engineer. Yeah, I would. You know what? That's that would be a great point, Statman. Maybe you've seen this research, or maybe you've you've seen this comparison. Is it more difficult to save tires and fuel versus saving electricity? <laughs> uh, I think that the electric issue is the most significant of all of it because of the time it takes to recharge the the batteries if you could get back to the pits you could change whatever you want on the car in uh seconds or you could put tape the car back together after a crash with uh the the this big what do they call that bare bond tape or whatever they call it and and that's you can do that in one or two laps you know and then one or two minutes in one or two minutes the batteries are just yawning. They're not ready to go back and race again. Yep. The dude goes yard and turns to the ump. Another ball, please. Ah, we're out. We're done. <laughs> we're out of baseballs. <laughs> and we'll end today after five innings. Yeah. Wow. Corey Heim. Didn't run out of friends on Talladega in the ARCA series. Your winner from Saturday afternoon. He'll be joining us next. Second hour, Bob Tasca, NHRA Funny Car winner from Las Vegas. He'll be in here. And Dean Wilson grabbed him a top 10 in Salt Lake City last night. Yeah, was it eighth or ninth? Yeah. yeah Supercross. Nice. It's all coming up. Speed Fix Pits, Lucas Hole Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of general tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger general tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying general tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of general tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. and your body wash is a synthetic detergent, but you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch natural soap for men, for men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I went to the moped store with suppers. The salesman's like, what up? What's your budget? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He said, I got the one for you. Follow me. Ooh, it's too real. Chrome down me. I don't need a windshield. But then it's all studios. Freak Nation, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Now through the end of the month. Let me remind you, those in the need for some tires, go to generaltire.com and check out their latest offer. Through the end of the month, four qualifying passenger tires from General Tires. If you buy those bad boys, you'll get up to $70 back with the Visa prepaid card. That's right. Four qualifying General Tires, up to $70 bucks back with the Visa prepaid card. Corey, and can we argue, arguably say that the man on the line with us right now is the best driver in the country right now on General Tires? Ah, that's a great point. <laughs> Holy smokes. Your super speedway... Wow, I almost said Daytona. Well, I could have said well, Daytona. <laughs> Talladega winner from the ARCA series. Corey Heim joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, looks like those general tires worked out well for you yesterday afternoon, buddy. Yeah, they sure did. We uh, we made all 76 laps with them yesterday, and they held up great. So, um, yeah, that was a uh, pretty eventful race. Had to, had to go through a lot more, I think, than we did at Daytona. But uh, we, we were there at the end, and we got it done. I was just going to ask you, compare and contrast Daytona with Talladega. I mean, you won them both, but yeah, you went through more at Talladega. Maybe why? I don't know. Um, honestly, I thought Daytona was going to be way more eventful than Talladega coming into the year just because, um, you know, watching back on 2020s Talladega and Daytona, that's kind of how it played out. And, um, you know, I guess just don't read a book by its cover is kind of the mindset that I've got now. Um you know, Talladega, we, we started uh, fourth and, you know, they, they set up by owner's points from last year. So we had all the good cars up there already. So I figured, you know, people would be kind of single file and just hanging out for most of the race. But it was pretty action packed. Like we had a lot of lead changes early on and everyone was trying to work together. And, um, you know, having someone to work together with was, was really important, important throughout the race. And uh, it proved to be as well at the end. 
Corey Heim joining us in the Freak Nation, winner of the ARCA race at Talladega Saturday. Corey, we've been following the ARCA series for the last four or five years as a national radio show, and it seems like as the series matures, it's getting more and more people who could win. It's not like all the winners are coming from the same team, but there's a lot of people who could win. Have you noticed that too? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think ARCA has a solid number of people running for, you know, driver's points this year. But I think what makes ARCA a little bit different is that um, there's a lot of teams going for owner's points. So you get different drivers, um, you know, in and out of a different race car, you know, same number and everything and same team. But a lot of a lot of drivers come in and out of those race cars. So you never really know what you're going to get going to, into a different weekend. And that's kind of what the, you know, ARCA series um, has. It's a little bit more unique than something like the Cup Series or Xfinity Series. Um, you know, all those drivers come in and out. and you have a different playing field every single week. Corey Heim, how do you get ready for that? It's not like stick and ball sports where you could look at videotape of the competition. You have new guys coming into the sport, like you said, every weekend practically. How do you get ready for these new guys and race against them? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we have the same, you know, schedule pretty much every year within the Arca series. So I've been to, you know, the tracks that I've raced on um the past couple of years. We're going to um, mostly for this year, um, there's a couple of new tracks for me and really my mindset is just to go into the race, just kind of racing the racetrack more than the drivers themselves. Um, you know, like you said, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to prepare, uh, you know, for a race when you got, you know, different guys every week and it's not, not quite like some other, you know, stick and ball, uh, kind of sports, but, um, you know, you, uh, just got to prepare for what you're racing and, you know, the racetrack itself. And, you know, if I qualify on the pole or something like that, all I've got to do at that point is just kind of race the racetrack, race the racetrack and try to do everything I can to stay out front. Your next race is Kansas, right? That's correct. Yep. Next weekend. Okay. So tell me then if, if you're preparing for the tracks, how did you prepare for Talladega? What was one of the key takeaways you had go, uh, going into your preparation? And then how are you preparing for Kansas as well? Yeah, actually a little bit different between both of the racetracks. I think, um, you know, Talladega is more of a, uh, um, mentally challenging um, racetrack, if you will, rather than physically challenging. And um, Talladega is not really about hitting your marks by any means. It's just by uh, racing, you know, who's around you and just kind of working together and trying to stay up front and, and really just being smart. And uh, going into Kansas, you know, I'm, I'm on the sim a lot, you know, trying to get a lot of laps and really uh, more racing the racetrack than anything. And, um, you know, my goal is to, you know, start on the pole of Kansas and just kind of take off. So uh, Talladega, you can't really do that. I mean, it's pretty much a given that you're not going to lead every lap at Talladega. You got to, you know, flex around and try to find people that work good with you. And, you know, Kansas is a little bit more secluded just to yourself, just to, you know, get out front and try to lead every lap. With Kansas. Okay. The, the, it, all these things are just giving me these fun questions to ask you with Kansas <laughs> being more of a secluded place. Like you said, you're by yourself. Are you one that wants your spotter in your ear all the time talking to you about track conditions or who's around you? Or do you like that seclusion? Do you want to just have quiet on the radio and just drive your own race? Yeah, I'm indifferent really. Um, my spotter Lloyd Garner really, um, knows what I want really well. He's been my full-time spotter for, I think over three years now. So, um, I'm really particular as far as that kind of stuff goes, but, um, as far as just the communication and how much communication I'm getting, I'm, um, I'm pretty much indifferent at this point because my spotter knows, knows me so well and knows what I need. So, um, honestly, I never have an issue with whatever he does. Um, and I don't really know any different either. You know, I haven't had a, haven't had a different spotter in, you know, almost three years, like I said now. So, um, I don't really know if he's more of a chatty spotter or not, but he does a really good job and, um, gives me everything I need. And, and I think it's really crucial on the super speedways that, 
you know, your spotter gives you everything you need. And it's proved to be really worthy um, with our two wins so far this year. Was it that way? Was it a good gelling of you guys coming together right from the get-go? Or did you have to take some time to learn each other? Yeah, I think regardless of, um, you know, who you get as your spotter, you're going to have to work out a couple gimmicks. And, you know, there's definitely a couple things that um, he had to learn about me and I had to learn about him. But, um, you know, I was, when he was first coming on board for me, I was, you know, 15 years old, really developing as a driver. And he did a really good job at helping me with that. And I think at that point, um, you know, he's really grown up with me and grown to, to know the things that I need to be successful. And um, in these past three years, we've really gotten a good bond and are able to go into every race weekend kind of knowing what, what we need as a, uh, as a race team. Corey Heim, winner at the Talladega Saturday. You had a great result also at Daytona. That means some of the drivers that haven't had that kind of success on the super speedways might be coming to you. Has that happened where the Cup or Xfinity drivers are coming to an ARCA driver asking for help? Um, really, I think it's up to me just to, to approach um, those drivers and see what they um, what their mindset is going into a race weekend and how they kind of vision you know how to be successful at those tracks. So. Um, you know, we have a, uh, Toyota performance center where we work out and, um, do a bunch of other things to prepare for a race weekend. And, um, I've been kind of picking some people's brains that have had a lot of experience on those super speedways and it's really helped me a lot. Um, and everyone within the Toyota program is really willing to help you out and, um, you know, make you better and, and whatever is necessary. So, um, I've been picking their brains a little bit going into this year and it's really helped me a lot. All right. Who gave you the best advice at the TRD camps and who gave you the worst advice and, and let us know how funny it was. Um, really no one's given me bad advice. Um, I've really been particular on like, you know, which drivers have been really successful at certain racetracks and I've been, you know, mostly going to them, but, um, really I've talked to so many people that I don't even know if I could choose one who's given me the best advice. Um, recently I've been talking to, uh, the KBM drivers about my upcoming Darlington race, uh, Chandler Smith and John Hunter Nemechek, uh, are going to be my teammates over there. And I've been really talking to them about, uh, specifically Darlington and Martinsville and just what they think about that. So they've given me some really good uh, tips as far as that goes. And, um, you know, Daniel Hemrick's helped me out a little bit, Austin Hill, um, you know, even Drew Dollar. I mean, he raced the ARCA races last year, um, you know, at Talladega and Daytona. And I've asked, I've asked him a little bit about what he thinks about him. And he's had a lot of success on super speedways. And, you know, he won Talladega last year. And uh, he's helped me a lot. When you go back and look at the race of some of those highlights, you can't get past the fiery crash with Derek Lancaster. Uh, when did you hear about Lancaster's uh, wreck, his fire, his, the issues with his uh, his burns? When did you hear about that, and what's the latest that you know? Yeah, um, you know, when that deal all went down, it was pretty much right behind me. Um, I saw it in my rearview mirror just for a split second, and I could see the fire coming out of his car, and um, that's never really a good sight. And I was just kind of hoping he got got to a quick stop and. Um, I think the safety crew get, did the best job they could at getting to his car and getting him out and uh, treating him as necessary. And, you know, I haven't heard a lot about him, but um, I heard he is, you know, on a, um, uh, he, he's getting oxygen and he has some um, difficulties with his lungs and some burns and things like that. So we're definitely thinking about him and praying for him uh, at Venerdy Motorsports and Toyota Racing. Um, you know, you never want to see something like that uh, within the ARCA series or any series in general, but um you know, that's part of the risk you take. And um, regardless of that, we're, we're, we're keeping them in, in our thoughts and prayers. Well, the good news is you're the Talladega winner for 2021 and the Daytona winner for 2021. And the points leader. Uh, and even, even yeah, correct, even a couple of uh, famous people 
might be supporting you right about now. I'm, I'm looking up. You're from Marietta, Georgia. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. I see that uh, your good buddy, Travis Tritt, is from their country uh, superstar. Uh, he's from there. Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. Also, dig this, man. Did you know that? Let me get this in front of me. There he is. Bam. Did you know that Robert Patrick is from Marietta, Georgia? He was the T-1000 in Terminator 2. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea he was from Marietta. But I will say, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people within racing ask me where I'm from. And when I say Marietta, Georgia, like, I swear nine times out of ten, someone says, like, oh, like, my, my aunt or uncle's from there. Like, my grandparents are from there. Or, like, oh, I live there at some point. Like, um, you know, I haven't really heard a lot of about like Marietta, Georgia in the news or anything like that. And it's not extremely populated. Like it's a popular area in Georgia, but it's not extremely populated. So it's really surprising to me to, you know, hear all these people that relate to Marietta, Georgia. And, um, you know, as a, as you know, I grew up there and I moved to, uh, I moved to Davidson, North Carolina, which I'm, which I'm here now about a year ago now. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool to see that it's kind of a small world and a lot of people know Marietta, Georgia, even though it's not like a super well-known place, but it seems like, um, a lot of people know of it. Last thing for you, after the ARCA series races, the national series, we like to award a set of general tires to a crew member. And we'd like to get your nomination on one of your crew members who you think deserve a big old bad set of general tires that the Freak Nation and general tires will deliver to. Can you give us a name of one of your crew members who deserve a set of general tires? Let me think. Don't pick sides, man. Just be honest, bro. <laughs> you put him on the spot. <laughs> we'll go with um we'll go with Josh Walter. He's uh he's been a part of our team for, for this year. Um, you know, he was um he's at Rick Ware Racing last year and they had their struggles and he came uh he came a part of our team this year and I've actually become pretty good friends with him. So I'd I'd probably say him. Again, Freak Nation, Corey Heim, uh, your winner on those general tires, Talladega for the ARCA series. Buddy, go out and win you some more so you can come back here in the Freak Nation, all right? Awesome. appreciate it. All right, Corey. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. So, are we going to call that winner or crewman? What do you say? John Tucker? Josh Tucker? Yeah, I think it's a good idea we do. Like right now? Maybe the second hour. He's on Eastern time. Let's wake his ass up, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just we can just call him during the week and still give him tires i'd rather wake his ass up stat would you rather wake his ass up right now no anybody that could carry around a wrench an impact gun or a uh, a jack with one hand i don't want him to i don't want to call and wake him up after a tough weekend valid point and statman is on eastern time so statman is closer to where he could come and use that wrench yeah wow i didn't realize that uh, we've become those three individuals <laughs> <laughs> you know hmm. watching the arca series on the super speedway go back to some of those arca races back in the early 2000s in 19 <coughs> the 90s Man, that series. Yeah, when you were talking about parody <laughs> inside the ARCA series now, you're right. exactly right. Because ARCA, when we started Speed Freaks in the year 2000, it was the Frank Kimmel show. Right. And then the next year was Frank Kimmel. And the next year was Frank. It was just either Frank Kimmel or one of the Sauter brothers. And that was pretty much it. Now it's anybody can win at any time. There's still some top tier teams, but 
it's pretty fun to watch. And they all know how to talk to the media. Yeah, they're all damn good interviews. Has there been a behind-the-scenes story on Venturini Motorsports? There should be. I don't believe there has, but there should be. Billy Venturini and what he has created there. Wow. Not that it matters, but I'm curious what kind of blow Toyota spins with Venturini Motorsports. And I bring that up, Freak Nation. If you don't know Venturini Motorsports, the majority of your winners in the ARCA series come from Venturini Motorsports, which is powered by TRD, Toyota Racing Development, Toyota. So I'd be curious, really, where, what is it about this, this group at Venturini that they could just churn out? Winners such as well, this. Well, there's the Gibbs team that is giving them a lot of competition. Ty Gibbs just was caught up in a pretty bad crash in this race. So that's why he wasn't gunning for the win. But but then again, you bring up a point. That's a Toyota team as well. Yeah, McAnally uh, on the West Coast is, I think they're a Toyota team as well, aren't they? And they've, they've put good. some guys up into the um, trucks and uh, Xfinity and even to the Cup. So, yeah, maybe that's Toyota's way of building people. They bring them up in the Toyota teams, and they put them in Toyota cars, and Toyota cars are doing well. You guys going to acknowledge this first hour, how I kicked everybody's ass in our picks for the Talladega race? We took care of that on the text thread, Kenny. We don't have to go public with it. Why not? Way to go, Kenny. Mm -hmm. Your drivers, first, third, and something else. I don't know who else you have. Kurt Busch is like six laps down. (laughs) Congratulations, Kenny. Appreciate it. I finally didn't win. You you beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess you went out you went out and bought some lotto tickets and lost. (laughs) Right. Reality came back. Yeah. Freak Nation coming up. Bob Tasca, NHRA funny car winner from Las Vegas last weekend. Four wide nationals. He'll be joining us. Also, Dean Wilson, Supercross star, grabbed himself a top 10 last night in Salt Lake City. All the way from Glasgow, Scotland. Big second hour coming up. Lucas Soul Studios. from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second out of the Freaks, Brad Kozlowski's back in the mix. Got himself a big win. Talladega. How many years ago was that? And I'm sorry I'm springing this on everybody. That he and Carl Edwards got into it. Carl Edwards was flipping down Talladega and actually, I think, ran down the front stretch. Full Ricky Bobby style. Yeah. Yeah. Look that up. Uh, Yeah. So Brad Kozlowski uh, back in the mix with a win at Talladega. 
We'll talk more about that coming up in the hour. Bob Tasca, NHRA Funny Car winner from Las Vegas last weekend. He'll be here in the Peak Nation. Also, Dean Wilson got him a top 10 in Supercross last night in Salt Lake City. That damn season's about to wrap up. Holy yeah, freaking smokes. And we're only the second race into <laughs> the IndyCar series. This is how you play, Freak Nation, 602-260-9191, 602-260-9191. Richie, uh, you got your, your cans on there, Elvis? Hell yeah, I do. All right. Uh, how far back did our contestant lose today? Any oh, idea? Come on. I haven't done the math yet, but I know we had a couple of drivers that didn't not fare very well at all today. So Got it. Yeah. He's probably listening on 105.3 The Fan right now in Dallas. You are mean, Kenny. It's okay. Why am I mean? I'm just, I, I'd like to get somebody else in there for next weekend's race. Okay. okay. 602-260-9191. Chime in. We're going to want three winners. Are they Kansas City next week? Yes. Kansas next week? Kansas, yeah. We're going to want three drivers where you think they're three drivers that you believe will finish top 10. Anyway. Or just the top finishing drivers. And then you compete against us. And we have each of us on the show, Statman, myself, Kenny, we pick three drivers. Mm -hmm. Whoever at the end has the most combined points between those three drivers wins. And if it's you, one of our listeners or Twitter followers, then you win tires. Thank you, General Tire. That's all you have to do. Either call or be a part of our Twitter at Speed Freaks. Here's your phone number, 602-260-9191. You want a shot at some General Tires? You got three drivers you think will fare, will fare well in Kansas? 602-260-9191. That's 602-260-9191. Statman, I don't want to give up your scat, but... But I will. But I'm not. No, I don't I don't necessarily want to give it. Just hearing the stories that continue to come out of, of rally. If you get outside, okay. If you get outside of the rally bubble, the significance of Croatia and what happened with the rally race, is it a big deal in motorsports circles when rally makes some news like this? Well, yeah, they don't have that many events. I think they only have like 11 or 12 events in the season. So if one of them has a bit of weirdness, then that might have an impact. But I haven't seen anything yet that would indicate that they're going to penalize uh, Sebastian Ogier and Ingrassa, his co-driver, uh, for the accident that they had on the uh, surface street w involving a civilian car. Uh, so he's still been, been declared the winner. He only won by six tenths of a point. So any uh, time penalty that they give him is going to knock him out of uh, uh, the event win. And he is now in first place going after his eighth championship. Uh, I think that would be his eighth in the last nine years. So he's one of the best drivers in the world. And uh, it's a piece of weirdness. He just he changed lanes and he was halfway in the lane when somebody probably looking at the car uh, T-boned him and he pulled over and uh, none of the police spoke English. So, you know, it was difficult, but they've 
did all the paperwork, is getting ready to leave, and one of the cops tried to stop him. He kept going, and, um, you know, I don't know if that's going to necessitate a penalty for uh, OJ and Ingrassa, the the people who were declared the winners in the event. But hold on a second. You said they finished all the paperwork and he started driving away. Why did the cops need him after that? Well, that, that was the confusion. Uh, he was leaving, and one of the guys tried to stop him, but the other ones didn't. So evidently, the one guy who got in front of the car wasn't a, aware that the police were uh, they were finished with him. Going uh, to break, that. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Got us another round of affiliates joining us here on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How are you doing, man? The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in about seven minutes, Bob Tasca, NHRA Funny Car winner from Las Vegas last weekend. Dean Wilson, Supercross star, will be here in the Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Now through the end of the month, by four qualifying General Tires. You'll get up to 70 bucks back with a piece of prepaid card. Yep. Go to GeneralTire.com to find out how you can get up to 70 bucks back when you buy four qualifying tires from General Tires. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes right now. Marvin Muskin kicking off the Supercross. Well, kicking off, taking off his windless monkey, I guess, off his back is what I meant to say. The Supercross season kicked off the weekend. Woo, his kick. windless monkey off of his back. Yes. Got it. Monkey. He had not won a Supercross race since 2019. Damn monkeys. Damn mon- monkey. <laughs> he won last night in Salt Lake City. It was good. He passed Ken Roxon when Roxon went down in the whoops. What more do you need to know, Kenny? Oh, I know what you need to know. The Eastern Riders were back in action after 10 weeks off. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's weird. And it was Salt Lake City. Can we just, that's even can we just call that IndyCar? They, they were indycar They were indycar Yes, okay. they took an IndyCar offseason. Joe <laughs> Shimoda, my Sharona, Joe mm-hmm. Shimoda, took the win in the 250s. One more round left. One more round. The East-West shootout as well. Speaking of IndyCar, in open wheel, it was a weekend of Andretti domination. Formula E, Andretti's Jake Dennis led lights to flag in the second round of the doubleheader in Valencia. We already talked about the weird Nick DeVries win for Mercedes in the first round. The Andretti Autosport IndyCar team fared well all weekend in Super uh, Supercross. Gemini, see, that's just one of those. Yeah. It is one of those nights right now. St. Petersburg, Florida, baby. And the dominant driver, Colton Herta. Talladega hosted ARCA, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. First up was ARCA. Corey Heim restarted third with just two laps to go. But thanks to a nudge from teammate Drew Dollar, Corey Heim went on to the Super Speedway win and became only the second driver to sweep Talladega and Daytona in the same ARCA season since 1992. That's bizarre. Jeb Burton and Mother Nature stole the show in the Xfinity Series. Dega, of course, now being Jeb Burton's first win in the Xfinity Series. And then on the cup side of things, Brad Keselowski had to remind himself, do not take advantage of gaps too early. He did so right at the right point. BK took advantage on the last lap and went on to win his sixth win at Talladega, tying him with Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. for second most at the 2.66-mile oval. World of Outlaws racing on that dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway. Nope, it ain't done. David Gravel, your winner there. 
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle can break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nation. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. Of course, you can chime in at 602-260-9191. 602-260-9191. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tires. Through the end of April, Freak Nation, get them. New set of General Tires, qualifying tires. You can take home up to $70 back with a Visa prepaid card. Check it out at GeneralTire.com where you get money back for a set of qualifying tires from GT. Bob Tasca, your funny car winner from the four wide nationals in Las Vegas, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Now, Bob, if 
if I would have asked you this question before you won the four wide nationals, because all you bastards and ladies have uh, an opinion on the four wides. <laughs> are you a fan of the four wide nationals, Bob Tasca? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you say that. I, when I got to Vegas, I said to Mike Neff and John Schaefer, I said, listen, I got two bucket list, like two bucket list items. I said, I always want to win in Vegas and I, and I want to win a four wide. I said, and boys, we can do both of those this weekend. So my feeling is on the four wide, uh, I'm a purist. So in the ultimate moments, particularly in the, in the countdown, you know, mono e mono, that's, that's what I sign up for. However, I think four wide twice a year is one of the coolest events that happen on our circuit. It is wild, both as a driver and a fan, you know, from staging to having no idea really who won the race when you get out of the car. So I, I love the fact that we do it twice a year and it speaks for itself because it's one of the highest attended races that we have. Uh, but if I'm going for the championship at Pomona, uh, I like to be one-on-one because I'll tell you one thing, fellas, it's hard to win a four wide. I mean, that last quad, no matter what happens is going to be stacked with talent and then you got to be three, not, not one. So it's a really hard uh, race to win. And it certainly was a, a great win for us to get out there in Vegas. One of the long-standing names in the NHRA, Tasca and Bob Tasca the third, joining us here in the Freak Nation, funny car winner from the Four Wide Nationals in Las Vegas. Now let's let's jump a generation or go back up a generation. What does the old man think about four wide racing? Well, my dad loves racing. My dad raced six wide. You know, it, uh, they, as a kid, he raced. They raced uh, raindrops going down the window him and, and my uncle Carl. So, uh, you get my dad to a race, and he's fired up. Um, you know, it's great to have him there. He had a lot of health issues last year, and this was his first race in you know almost a year and a half. So, it was awesome to have him on the starting line uh, to see his win. Bob Tasker, you seem like a purist. So does that mean like some of the people that are, are starting to argue on social media that on some of the longer tracks like Sonoma or Las Vegas, that maybe we could return to the quarter mile, 1,320 feet instead of 1,000 feet? So the problem with that is it comes down to safety, right? So if you have the long tracks, then, then you check the box. The problem is, is that how do you slow the car down? So we're running, I ran 331.77 um, in Las Vegas at a thousand feet. Okay. And the wick is pretty much burnt out on it. So now you're talking about making dramatic changes to the setup, like knocking two cylinders off. Right. So I don't know how you do it safely and cost effectively to go back to a quarter mile. So I've always said this to the fans. Do you want us to go slow to a quarter mile, or do you want us to go as fast as we possibly can to a thousand feet? And and that's really the question that it comes down to because to go back to a quarter mile at this point, I mean the cars run three hundred and fifty miles an hour. And Goodyear, they're not gonna sign off on it. They get nervous when we go over three hundred and thirty, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I just don't know how to how to answer that question safely. Would would I love to go back to a quarter mile? And figure it all out and snap our fingers. Yeah, I mean that'd be great. But the, the racing, and no one can dispute this, has never been closer. We've never been faster and quicker. And um, I mean, I won Gainesville against Hagen in the first round, 
by 0.0001 one ten thousandth of a second. At, we both ran over 330 miles an hour. So I don't think I, I don't think the racing has ever been more exciting than it is right now. And to be quite frank with you, as a driver sitting in the car, I don't care if we're talking about you know Sonoma or, or you know even Phoenix for that matter. If everything goes wrong and we lose a tire, a catastrophic event happens in the lights. I got 320 more feet, no matter what, how you slice it, to scrub speed off. And before the ultimate impact, you're going to hit something. And, and that's really what, what it's come down to is, is just safety and affordability of running these cars. I don't see us going back to a, to a quarter mile with these setups. That is a fantastic response. And that's a great way to address the fans. Do you want us to slow down and be less safe and go to a quarter mile? Or do you want us to give you the amazing 10 thousandths of a second finishes and be exactly. faster and be more exciting at a thousand feet? You just, yeah. Anytime anybody debates that anymore, I'm using the Bob Tasca, the third response. Thank you oh, for you that. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you, you, you saw it that way because some people still don't, but, um, Hey, listen, it is what it is. That's right. what's wonderful about NHRA fans. They're so passionate, you know, you know, right or wrong, up or down. I mean, they're just so passionate. And, you know, it's it's the it's a real it's the only reason why I'm out there. I tell you one thing, I've never been more excited going back racing just to see the fans. You know, last year was such a you know, it's so deflating going to these racetracks and there's nobody there. And and just to see the fans and the energy and you know, you start to see life going back to normal, you know, that that's really exciting for me. Bob Tasca III, his first ever four-wide win, his first win in Vegas, checking off the bucket list. He's joining, oh, and then joining the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. Of course, that was one of your bucket list items as well. Let's talk about Atlanta coming up. A lot of changes with Atlanta because this is the last Atlanta race, the Lucas Oil Southern Nationals. And then there's also a new Christmas tree that's debuting. There's Is this going to be kind of an emotional race to see such a big city and a and, relatively historic track go away from the schedule yeah hey listen i mean no one likes to see a track go away we saw our english town um you know atlanta there's nothing greater than having your name etched on the last wally that's handed out there i've been racing there for many many years um you know there's a pipeline of other tracks you know one door closes and other opens you know there's a pipeline of other tracks that are vying uh, for that spot so that's going to be exciting next year to see what nhra announces to to fill that slot um, but yeah, heck, I want to go there. I want to win the last Atlanta race and, you know, keep this points lead that we took coming out of Vegas. You know, we tested all day Monday after the win, um, you know, get ready for, you know, these hot track setups, which we're going to be, um, you know, rolling into these next couple of months. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't wait to get to Atlanta. Sorry to see it go, but I'm excited to see what happens next year, too. I wondered why you stayed in Vegas for a while. I assumed you were partying, but now I get it. You were testing. Understandable. Yeah. But on to Atlanta. And there's there's a lot of rumors right now about Phoenix potentially going away. Again, the age-old thing of developers coming in and making something else of the land. Who are these tracks in the pipeline, though? I, I'm very curious. Well, I, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I, I, I probably know more than I should know. You know, being <laughs> involved with NHRA, but I can just tell you, there's there's a bunch of tracks that are excited about uh, some of the open slots. There's, you know, all the the rumors behind Phoenix. Um, you know, are really unfounded at this point. I've I've spoken directly with NHRA on it. Uh, you know, Phoenix is excited to have us come back next year, but 
you know, that's just evolution, right? I mean, that's just yeah. what happens in our sport. And uh, it's been happening for years. It's not going to stop. And like I said, one door closes, others open. Uh, there's a lot of great places around the country to race. And we have so many amazing tracks that we go to now. Bob Tasca, funny car winner, four wide nationals at Las Vegas in the Lucas Oil Studios. Bob, you've been around the sport long enough that your father was in the sport. How do we look at drag racing from the inside and grow the sport? So many people don't want to change. They're afraid of change. How do we grow drag racing? Well, I mean, I think it's a combination of all of it. First off, I mean, our product is fantastic. Yep. I mean, no one's going to come to an NHRA race and be disappointed. The quality of racing has never been better. So that that foundation we have planted solidly. Um, access to hospitality and activation. I don't. Again, I don't know of another platform where where every single ticket's a pit pass. You can come into the pits with sponsors activating and literally be right next to to the race car. Um, you know, TV. I, I think that we're we're in a way better better spot than we've been. You know, with Fox and and more um, national Fox broadcasts uh, this year. Uh, they've grown. They've dramatically helped grow up our platform. And then I'm, I'm really excited about Camping World. You know, you, you have a you know a brilliant CEO there that looked at our sport when Coca-Cola pulled out last year and jumped in. I mean, you know, who's more innovative, you know, than Marcus? So uh, I think the, that we're in a great place. I mean, we are growing. Our TV ratings are going up when when most motorsports are going down. Our fan attendance has has been growing where most has been going down. So I think when you you peel the onion back on what NHRA has done over the last three years, obviously an asterisk on COVID uh, as far as attendance goes, but but again, our viewership was up last year. So I, I think we are growing as a sport. I think you're going to see electrification. I'm a big proponent of electrification. Uh, you're going to see uh, much more with that over the coming years, which I think is going to bring in a whole nother category of fans and racers. So I, I, I am, you know, maybe I'm, you know, a little biased, uh, but I see great things with, with NHRA and it's not me talking, just go look at some of the data. Bob Tasco, when the Speed Freak started more than 20 years ago, we were promoting sport compact drag racing. That went nowhere. Now you're talking about electric vehicles, EVs. How does the NHRA bring EVs into the sport and will the public buy it? Well, in my opinion, and it's strictly my opinion, although I've, I've made it pretty vocal to NHRA, I, I like to see two platforms. I like to see an all-electric, let's call it pro-stock platform, pro-stock car with, um, let's say, the, the electric Cobra Jet platform, and let that be the halo brand of electric. And then I want to see the entry level. I want to see the Mustang Mach-E's and the Teslas and any other electric car out there at the, you know, Wednesday night, bring your car to the racetrack mm. race, right? So you come from two extremes, the entry, entry level where you're buying them off the show floor and racing them. And you go from the top, more of a professional category where, where you can see these things run in the seven safely um, and have some unbelievable side-by-side -side racing with, with all the technology from launch control and traction control and, you know, whatever you can throw at it, because mm. that's really what, what electrification brings to the table. And um, I think it'd be hugely successful. I, re I really do. And, and I'm not saying NHRA is going to do exactly that, but 
but electrification is not going away. Uh, it's here to stay. It's going to, it's going to rapidly grow. And, and what better platform to highlight pure straight line acceleration for electric electrification other than NHRA? We need you on more often. Your views all around different aspects of the sport are phenomenal. This is great. This is great. Cause I would love to see that too. Hey, Bob, how many, how many vehicles did you sell in the last seven days after that win in uh, Las Vegas? No, we've been selling. Well, our problem isn't selling right now. Our problem is buying, you know, with this, this uh, chip shortage. I mean, we've had record sales uh, <laughs> this year across all our Ford stores. And, and the biggest challenge, you know, Jim Farley was quoted yesterday in Automotive News, one of the, you know, the biggest shocks to the supply chain that he's ever seen has been this chip shortage. And, um, you know, we're starting to feel it. We're really starting to feel it in the pipeline. So, you know, hopefully they figure out how to build more computer chips quickly here because demand has been great. You know, you look at Ford's lineup with the Mustang Mach-E, the all-new F-150. you got the um, uh, the Bronco Sport, the all-new big Bronco coming. I mean, I don't know as a Ford dealer last time I've been this excited about the product pipeline that Ford has coming and that's here today. And we can't buy them, you know, it gets a little harder to buy them. So I never thought I'd say that before, but I'm sure the, the guys out in Detroit are going to figure out how to, how to get more computer chips. Bob Tasker III, your NHRA Four Wide Nationals Las Vegas winner here in the Peak Nation. Bob, thanks for doing this, buddy. Let's make sure to get you back in here after you win a time or two hey, listen, this year. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Great to be on with you guys and, uh, you know, call anytime. Thanks, man. Bye. Rallying's dramatic craziness was on full display Sunday in the Croatia rally. The cars were on their way to start the final day, but while on the untimed transit road section, seven-time champion Sebastian Ogier was involved in an accident while changing lanes on a normal boulevard with civilian traffic. Law enforcement responded. Everyone was okay. In the confusion, a local police officer tried to stop him as OJ was leaving the scene. He drove off anyway, his car needing a good take job later, an FIA official allowed the car to continue in the event. Even more drama in the final 14-kilometer power stage, where OGA made up nearly four seconds over Toyota teammate Elfin Evans to win the stage and the entire event by six-tenths of a second over Evans. The win elevated OGA to the points lead in the WRC, but normally a violation in a road section brings a time penalty. Stay tuned. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Soil synthetic brake fluid dot three and dot four. What am I talking about? Check it out of the website, lucasoil.com. Not all cars go with the same brake fluid. That's why there's dot three, there's dot four, there's dot five, frankly, and dot five point one. But I digress. Key benefits with lucasoil dot three and dot four prevents seal hardening or softening, gets those brake squeals out of your system. Protects against rust and corrosion. You can check it out at 
O'Reilly Auto Parts, AutoZone, Napa, Advance Auto Parts, or go to lucasoil.com to find out more about their synthetic brake fluid, dot three and four. IndyCar is exploring more ovals next year, and reading the story, Crasher, stat, reminded me how few ovals they actually are on this year, and the fact that they're running Texas Saturday, and they're running Texas on Sunday, a doubleheader of one of the wildest tracks that IndyCar runs on in the circuit in Texas. You got to get an oval in before the Indy 500, though. And to be honest, Texas was pretty much the only option. I mean, Phoenix is gone. Fontana's gone. Richmond came off the schedule last year because of COVID. Iowa, well, you're not going to run Iowa at this time of the year. I mean, you either have a tornado or you might have a sudden snow. Who knows what could happen? And Iowa's having financial issues right now. So not a lot of options. Talladega, that's not for IndyCars. Daytona, not for IndyCars. Homestead is interested in maybe getting back on the schedule. They're talking about hosting the spring training event that IndyCar used to do way back when and getting back into it. And yeah, that was always pretty decent. Homestead, though, again, it's there's a reason why there's only one of them in NASCAR. It's not Miami. It's an hour from Miami, and it's south. Some of these, some of these ovals. That's kind of the problem with ovals, whether it's NASCAR or IndyCar. A lot of them are in not very populated areas. So convincing someone in Los Angeles to drive an hour out to Fontana to go to a race is not always easy. It's the same thing with convincing someone in the metropolis of Miami to drive an hour south to Homestead. It just doesn't happen. Statman, ovals in IndyCar. Again, we've been doing this for two decades. It's been fun, uh, and I laugh a little bit with that, to watch the evolution, de-evolution of cart, champ car, IndyCar. IRL. IRL. Too many ovals, not enough ovals, not enough street court. Okay, what? Yeah, I know. And now they got a double header in Texas coming up this weekend. Well, we all remember when the uh, uh, was it cart refused to run at Texas because they were afraid of the speed and the, the how the drivers might be affected by the G forces going around the track. And now they're running two races there and inside of thirty six hours. I mean, you know, come on. Every- these cars are slower than the, the cars that apparently some drivers were experiencing blackouts and oh lordy <laughs> i mean those cars were a lot faster those were the cart cars Jeez. from the late 90s early 2000s and yeah that was pretty disastrous but still it is it is funny how the web we weave in motorsports how they're now running a double header mm-hmm. yeah i mean and and i don't know that there's more issues in fontana and we all know that I think oh, one in one in ten Americans is within uh, a two-hour drive of that racetrack, and maybe three-hour drive of that racetrack, and they couldn't get any more than a. They couldn't get two hundred thousand for two events that the NASCAR had there. So it's not like people are standing in line to go to some of these racetracks. Period. Until right. until racing of all kinds, particular NASCAR, but in, in to a degree IndyCar. Until they get to, people are fighting this issue of having somebody sit in front of a TV or sit in a grandstand for two or three hours watching a car race. 
And that's just not something that the current culture uh, is popular with. They don't have to come up with another way to do this. And it, I continue to believe that uh, the world of outlaws, uh, they have the, it's the best show in racing and they have shorter races and people relate to that. Freak Nation coming up next segment. His name is Dean Wilson. Grabbing himself a nine spot last night in Salt Lake City, Supercross pilot. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Going to try and get into some not much motorsports. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. Of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv and Facebook and Instagram. Be a part of this big old thing, will you? More Freaks next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, spring is here, and we're thawing out from a cold winter. So it's time to roll those windows down in your hot rod or your hipster minivan and take on the road with a new set of General Tires. Now, through April 30th, purchase four qualifying passenger General Tires and get up to 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. Yep, that's four qualifying General Tires, and you could take home up to $70. Get out, enjoy the weather, and the streets on a new set of General Tires. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anything is possible. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. <laughs> Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> 
It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back to the priest joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. Twenty plus years of doing this damn thing. It's interesting how the evolution of Supercross has come over those last couple of decades. I think Crasher last week we were talking about we were the very first professional interview with james bubba stewart when he was 16 oh no no no! i don't think he could drive yet i i was thinking more 14 ish yeah and uh i think our fourth show when we did this thing ricky carmichael was still on 250s it was yes and he was in the studio with wasn't it van halen no it was uh, vince neal vince neal motley crew motley crew yeah so that's a i don't know what kind of uh, what that means to dean wilson big time supercross pilot fighting his ass off to uh Gained some points over the last uh, three or four weeks. Uh, Dean Wilson, sorry about that. I just put you up on a pedestal with James Stewart and uh, Ricky Carmichael, bro. Well, that's all right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor. And, uh, yeah, those are some legends right there. So thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Dean Wilson, you're part of the crazy stories that are coming out of the Supercross series this year. I call it a zany season. What's causing all of this change? Yeah, for sure. I think it's been a it's been a a good and interesting season. A lot of mix-ups have been happening, and uh, yeah, some good battles. So it's it's been a a good season, and definitely just a lot of competition and everyone being very close. So it's uh, definitely been uh, it's been a good one so far. Do you and Ken Roxon shake hands again? <laughs> yeah, we're all right. We're fine. He lives like six doors down from me, and. Um, we were we, we were actually fine the the morning after. Funny enough, we're on the same airplane, so um, <laughs> we talked. We talked, and uh, yeah, it's all good. All good. Hold on a second, uh, Dean Wilson, big time Supercross pilot, four fifties, joining us here in the Freak Nation. That's got to be strange, man, because we've got neighbors in our neighborhood that if I got in fisticuffs or started slamming their head against the wall or something like that. Oh, because you do that every day? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could talk to him, bro. That's got to be difficult when one of your competitors is a damn neighbor. Yeah, well, he's he's about a mile down the road, but it's funny. There's a lot of racers that live in Claremont, Florida, where where I live, and we always cycle by each other. And you'll go in it for lunch, and then you'll run into like you run into them everywhere. So it's actually just kind of funny, and uh, and we're, a lot of us are on the same flights as well. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get rid of them, but no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's uh, it's it's just part racing, and uh, everything's all good. When did Florida become the Southern California of Supercross? I think um, you know, obviously Carmichael was always there, and mm-hmm. Bubba was there in the early days, and then and then um, Filippo had his his farm, and you know, had his camp out there with Alden and stuff like that, and then. I feel like that's kind of where it really developed in Claremont because then, you know, a lot of facilities opened up. There's like three or four facilities, you know, just outside Claremont. Um, 
there's the Baker's Factory, there's uh, the 83 Compound, uh, there's Tyler Rattray's, and then there's the Mo Sandbox. So that's four right there. So a lot of teams rent those spots out at, you know, those farms. And um, so I think that's why it's kind of a big hub, and, and it helps a lot when we're racing on the East Coast just to keep the travel time a bit, you know, cut it shorter and on the same time zone. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, though. I like it. Dean Wilson, 450 Supercross pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And you like it as travel. You're exactly right. It fits that. It's it, But they're flatter tracks. How do you get in shape for the outdoor season, which can arguably be a lot of hilly landscape or mountainous landscape through, around the country? Is that when you go west and do more traveling west? Um. Yeah, I mean, we... we to be actually honest, there's there's more hills in Florida where we are in Claremont. Claremont's actually known as the helliest part of Florida. Hmm. So uh, obviously the hills aren't that crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of testing in California on different tracks. And, uh, you know, we have our, our tracks in Florida as well. So, yeah, the, the outdoor summer, um, it's it's tough. It's, uh, it's a grind for sure. And it, it takes a lot of hard work to uh, get in shape, but um, yeah, it's, it's Florida's just good because it's very humid and it, it kicks your butt, so it gets you in shape real fast. Dean Wilson, the Supercross races in Atlanta were outside, like at Daytona. They weren't inside a small arena or a baseball stadium, and those races might prepare you better for the Lucas Oil outdoor season. Do you find that to be the case as well? Yeah, I think uh, those runs were actually really cool. I enjoyed the Speedway races. Um, a lot similar to Daytona. Atlanta was the same. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to just get those high speeds and get into fourth gears. You know, it's, it's nice to just go fast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it, it definitely helps going into the outdoor season just to, to get used to that speed and, uh, you know, for, for the outdoors. So, it's... it's uh, yeah, I really enjoy those races for sure. Do you have a preference? The tighter, higher, uh, whooped, higher triples tracks of Supercross versus the, like you just said, higher speed of the outdoor season, motocross. Do you have a preference either way? Uh, to be honest, I really enjoy them both. I really do. Um, I love Supercross. You know, it's fun. It's it's, um, it's technical and it really keeps you on your toes. But then outdoors just seems like very... Uh, you got to be strong for it. It's a long, hot summer. And it's kind of like, I feel like Supercross is really for the men. It's this straight man's work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it, it, it's tough. That's all. It's netty and gray. You're dirty. You're hot. You're sweaty. So it's, it's really, it pushes your mental toughness, I guess you could say. <laughs> Dean Wilson, 450s, Supercross pilot joining us here in the Freak Nation. And when we looked into your bio and where you're from, and needless to say, it uh, with the accent, you could tell you're from, all right, Scotland, uh-huh. I- Ireland, one of those happy little freaking it's countries. Scotland. Don't, I, don't confuse I know, them. I know where Glasgow is, damn it. <laughs> How in the, and there have been some badass uh, European motocross riders uh, to come before you, but no one that could eclipse the Carmichaels, the MCs. Uh, or I could go on and on with these American, right? How in the hell do you get involved with motocross, supercross coming from Glasgow with all this competition in the States? Yeah, well, I came at an early age. I moved away from uh, Scotland in 1999 when I was eight years old. And then 
Uh, I actually moved to Canada for five years. Uh, actually, sorry, six years. And, you know, that was in Calgary, Alberta. So we had a good, uh, we, we would always come down to California to, to ride during the winter. And, yeah, I mean, I just progressed and then, you know, eventually got picked up by uh, Kawasaki as an amateur and, uh, you know, moved to America. And then that's just how it all happened. So it's definitely been a big journey for me. I've moved around a lot and chased this dream. And, yeah, it was crazy. You know, we're chasing this dream as a kid, not knowing, you know, with no guarantees, you know, and, and uh, you know, good thing it all worked out. I'm on my 12th year being professional and that's uh it's pretty crazy to how fast it's gone by but it's been a, a roller coaster a lot of ups and downs but um yeah i mean i i think i love you know racing here in the states and the lifestyle and everything that it gives you it's, it's really awesome so it's uh just grateful to do what i do well you still didn't really answer my question you say you <laughs> moved at eight were you inspired by what you saw on the telly or was it your old man? Why motocross and not road racing? Why not MotoGP? Because we know how the Europeans love this some GP. Yeah, well, when I was uh, four years old, my dad bought me a dirt bike. <laughs> and uh, we always rode in Scotland. And we didn't move to Canada for racing or anything like that. We moved to Canada because uh, my dad's business. He was a finishing carpenter and built, built kitchens. And he previously went and worked in Canada uh, in his early years um, and had and with my mom and he already had his passport. So it was very easy to get it back then. So he went earlier for work. So when he when we moved to Canada, it was for uh, his business. So that's why we first moved to Canada. It wasn't really um, it wasn't for racing at all. But Dean, you could have dropped everything right there. Wasn't it your dad that told you, let's just race here in Canada if necessary and, and get some time on the track? Definitely carried on our lifestyle of riding on the weekends. And yeah, my dad worked really, really hard for us. You know, he'd be gone by the time I woke up and then he would be getting in by the time I'd be in bed. So he, you know, did everything for us. And, um, you know, definitely my family's got me to where I am at today. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a good journey for sure. <laughs> because if you look at the history of Scottish Supercross motocross pilots, it's there's not a long line there. In fact, your name comes up more often than not in some of those guys back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, you're carrying the tor torch, Broham. Yeah, we got, I think we got uh, Jeff Ward would maybe be the other one. You know, he obviously he's American, but he was also he was born in Scotland and uh you know, I think he still got a British passport. So we got Jeff Ward. <laughs> oh, come on. He, no, you know. What are you talking about? You we're, just, we're just, claiming him. <laughs> oh, this is Battle Royale. Really? Oh, geez, man. Wardy, you're claiming him? I'm claiming Wardy. Yeah. Bam. Uh, is Hot Tub Time Machine uh, still the greatest movie ever? Well, it's in my top three. It's in my top three. It's, I was watching it last night on the plane, and it cracks me up. It's, uh, it's a good laugh. It, it's funny. <laughs> well, I like how somebody called you out on social media saying, what about Blazing Saddles? Come on, you got to like that one, too. I've never even heard, seen or heard of that movie before. <laughs> Crasher, his dad probably wasn't born. But how old is your old man? My dad, now he's uh, got to be 63. Oh, yeah. he it, so, it was Yeah, it was out when, yeah. Ask your old man about Blazing Saddles, bro. It's uh, uh, it's politically uh, incorrect to the fullest. Oh, gosh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yikes. 
<laughs> I mean, if you like a bunch of, you know, cowboys sitting around the campfire farting and burping, <laughs> right? Nah, I've never, I, yeah, I've never heard of it. What is it, some old Western movie or what? Yeah, it's a, it's a parody of, it's parody of, Western, of Western movies from the great director, producer, uh, Mel Brooks. So, so yeah, oh, okay. yeah, just check it out. Hey. We'll, we'll have to scope it. We'll check it. All okay, right. I want a full update on your on one of your social accounts. Well, buddy, I want yeah. you. I want you to see that we don't talk a whole lot of racing here in the Freak Nation. That's a, it's a it's a chance for you men and women to come in here and just show us your personalities. Yeah, no, for sure. I love that. It's right. awesome. All right, man. Well, enjoy the humidity in August in Florida, buddy. No, he's out west I now. I will do. I yeah. will do. And thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Dino. Thank you, bud. Yep. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. And headlining the party. That you ever laid on one of your your buddies back in the day? Something come to mind? I thought you were going to say the worst prank was the Dodgers batting Kershaw on the bottom of the tenth with the bases <laughs> loaded and one out. Oh boy! Speaking of long races, hey oh, do any of the ill pranks back in the day come to mind? No, not really. Uh, no, I can't think oh. of one. Maybe this will help jar a few of those memories. There's an, Ira- an, an Iraqi prank TV show that dives down deep into the celebrities and actually threatens them within an inch of their life just for laughs. <laughs> okay, that yeah, sounds like that sounds like a plan. That sounds like awesome. way to yeah. way to do it. Oh yeah, similar to the old show Punked, other than. And the famous people are duped into scenarios bordering on terrorism. (laughs) (laughs) The celebrities in the U.S. might have to deal with, you know, a scratched car fender or two when they're part of punked or being pranked. But A-listers in Iraq, in Iraq, have to deal with getting kidnapped by fake ISIS soldiers. Okay. Saw this video from a comic actress, Nesma. She just, she loses, she, she goes dark when she was fitted with a dummy suicide vest. Um, I think I would too. Now see all the guns in America. If somebody did that here, you'd have blood flowing in the streets. Right. (laughs) And there was this famous Iraqi soccer player. Allah Maui, he appeared on the show. He begged for his life when he was kidnapped and threatened with death. Fits of tears, screams. The athlete yelled at his captors, I'm your brother. I'm Iraqi, and I represent the whole nation. He, too, was fitted with a fake bomb while gunshots rang out near his face. (laughs) Oh, but it's just a prank. No big deal. Wow. That sounds like a Law and Order episode. Doesn't it? Crasher, do we have time for another one? 
It's up to you, boss. Boss? Boss? <laughs> what do we have here? Yeah, we got enough time for a quick one. Let's do this. How about cat, cat and coffee? Cat poop coffee is the most expensive Java in the world. No. 10 to $15 a plop? No, 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 no. But would you drink it? A panel of food lovers, including restaurant owner, the host of Cat Chow TV, and a forklift operator, tried this steaming cup of joe? Mm-hmm. That was in the movie uh, Bucket List. What are you talking about? Uh, that was in the movie Bucket List where they, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but the, with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack, I was going to say De Niro, but you're right. It's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and Nichol, Nicholson wanted this Cafe Luwak, I think was the name of it, and they uh, wanted this coffee, and uh, Morgan Freeman told him it was cat manure or something, you know? Well, on that newt, stat man. On that newt? <laughs> that newt of poop. <laughs> Shoot the juice to the poop and oh, okay. <laughs> cut it loose. Yeah. <laughs> Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined